was hearing our pre our podcast pre music grieving grieving to it I, yeah i was hearing it in my head and kind of for people that can't see me melissa saw me grooving to it in my head <laughs> that gets you in the mood for the podcast which i'm already explosive excited of course it's, i always enjoy speaking to you melissa um it's always a, a treasure and i miss it when we go too long in between um, I know we text, but it's so good to see your face and hear your voice. Um, but this, the season finale for me was through the roof. It was, it met every expectation. Yeah. It was the best season finale yet, I think. Totally. And what a way for the writers to be like, pay us what we're worth, right? Like what a way yeah, straight. for them to be, yeah. And, um, if, if anybody from ABC is listening, pay the writers, man. I, I know you have the actors, but without the writers, what are they going to act? Right. Yep. I mean, so I really, really hope that the hiatus is not extremely long and they meet their terms and all that because wow. And what they're asking for is not unfair. Um, right. And I saw something on some social media platform about the breakdown of an average writer's wage. Um, and it's kind of a gig economy. It's not like they, you know, they've got a, a salary job. A lot of the time they've just got a writing oh. gig that will last like nine months and then they have to look for another job kind of thing. And even if they're, even if you're a staff writer, I guess it's still tough, but for a lot of them, it's like a gig economy, but they gave the average breakdown for what a nine month job pays a writer. Then they took out what their agent slash manager and or both takes. And then they broke down what the average rent costs in LA. And they basically were left with just about enough to cover their rent for a year. But that's not including obviously food and petrol or gas as you as you you guys call it you know and your car maintenance and if something goes wrong in your house and you've got to pay for your electricity and all your bills and all your stuff yeah yeah and so it's literally they can't afford to eat a lot of the time and mm -hmm. you know when you look at the incredible 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 job that these writers do and what it takes and a lot of them have gone to school for it you know it's not like people just woke mm -hmm. up one day mm -hmm. and Degrees. just like, oh, you yeah. know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna bash out a screenplay yeah. today i mean right. the odd person does that but emily culver for example went to school for it she told us uh when she did her live with danielle so pay these people what they're worth you guys are creaming billions billions just please pay these people what they're worth i agree 100 man i you know i went to school invested time got my associate's degree went back to school invested more time got my bachelor's degree and when i got out of school you know i had this job that i had had for a, a long time because i worked there um we call it as a med tech because i knew i was going to be a nurse so i thought well once i graduate as a nurse they could just put me on a floor to be a nurse because i've already been here for 10 years yeah i know everything right yep and so I did that and they literally gave me a dollar more an hour. If I went down the street, if I went down the street, I'd be getting like $12 more an hour. So do you think I stayed there? Heck no. No. Sorry, podcast listeners. Anytime my son sees Auntie Melissa, he wants to speak with her. So I had to pause to let him know he can speak to his Aunt Melissa after we were recording the podcast. Hashtag mom life. Right? Soon, AB, soon. Yes, he, he loves you. So that's something good. He loves you very much. But um, no, I, you know, we don't have to stay on this topic long, but 100% agreed. Pay them what they're worth, man. Give them their money. Too right. And talking of money, as we know, Stefania and Danielle have all of yours. Oh my God, do they? Because <laughs> you are headed, so you leave in three days, as, as it stands today, to head out to Milan, shortly followed by Paris, to meet Stefania and Danielle, right? Are you also, because Grey Damon is going now as well, are you also slated to meet him or i am i have a ticket to meet gray and i also i don't think i told you about this i have a ticket to meet um katarina from grace <gasps> yes katarina yes, scorsone i just thought that'd be fun and i'm considering buying a ticket to meet camilla 
Camilla Luddington. I also considered buying a ticket for her just because, I don't know if you saw, she's recently released a couple articles that she just became knowledgeable of postpartum anxiety and that she had yeah. it. And so she's yes, been doing yeah. interviews with people to like educate and talk about it. And you know, that was a huge part of my story. Yes, I do. Yes. And so yes, I, do, I was yeah. thinking of meeting her just to kind of see how I can get her on my podcast and if she's interested and kind of just share my story and hopefully get her to share hers. Do you think that's an okay idea or? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, my fellow Brits, Camilla. Yes, yeah, because she's the new queen, Camilla. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> but, and although you're going on your vacation, I'm going to use the American vernacular. Um, <laughs> so um, we are not going to take a vacation because you have very kindly said that you will still dial in on holiday for the next couple of weeks and give us a little a little update on what's happening at the cons so that's exciting yeah it'll be like a on-site reporter <laughs> yes that's yeah. exactly it on on location with tiff yes exactly <laughs> yep yep so that'll be great because i'll obviously want to dial in and talk to you and hear about all your exploits anyway so it's just yeah. so great that you're gonna allow us to hit record so that we can put it out for all the listeners so that's really exciting. Yeah, of course. And then during this hiatus, we're actually going to ask for our listeners' help, mm -hmm. aren't we? Because mm -hmm. we've got some fun ideas for some podcasts to do. Other than the season one recap, we're still going to do the go over season one. But it's only 10 episodes long. And right. we don't know how long the writer's strike is going to go on for. So we are right. going to need some, some, some stuff to fill in. And we've already had some people write in with some really great ideas for episodes. Okay. Let's hear them. So one of the good ideas, which is where I think we're going to need to recruit our listeners. One of the ideas was, it was um, Diane who does our artwork for us. Sure, yeah. Who very kindly started to do some, some artwork for us. She thought it might be fun to do some top fives and top ten lists. So I've kind of followed on from that a bit and I wondered if it might be a really cool idea to do some top fives and some bottom fives like our best five and our worst five and I thought we could do things like episodes storylines moments scenes performances fire incidents you know sort of a best and worst of series mm -hmm. six okay um but I thought that it would be really cool if people wrote in to give us their suggestions. So tell us what you liked, what you hated, and why. And then we can read out some people's responses. And we can mm -hmm. also use those responses to formulate some polls. And then if you go on our socials, so on Twitter, we are at Station19Pod. So that's Station19Pod. Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram, we're at Station Nineteen Podcast. So again, Station One Nine Podcast. Yep. Um, Facebook's always weird, isn't it? With their yeah, it's weird stuff. with the name and URL. Yeah, yeah. So, but if you search for Station Nineteen so, yeah. Twenty backslash Twenty on yep. Facebook, you'll find us there. So you can direct message us there. Um, and probably, I think the best way to get in touch with us. I mean, we're we're normally pretty good with Instagram, aren't we? I'm dreadful with Twitter. I'll, I'll readily admit that but instagram is a good bet and i would say the email for me is the best bet so our email address is podcast.station19 so podcast.station19 at gmail.com so yeah if you let us know what you loved what you hated go rogue it doesn't have to be storyline scene performance just tell us what you love tell us what you didn't love um from series six and we'll formulate some polls and then you can look out for us on the socials and you can vote. We'll, we'll kind of pick the top five, top three, whatever. And then you guys can vote out of those and tell us where yeah. you rank things. And yep. then we'll do a whole episode where we say what we loved, what we hated, and we'll compare our notes to yours, listeners. I think that sounds so cool, so fun, and so interactive. Like I... I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. 
Well, we love hearing from people, don't we? So. We do. It, it just, I don't know if you guys know, even if it's the same person all the time, I don't want you to think, oh, I just wrote them or, oh, I write them all the time. Even if we miss replying one time, I, every message warms my heart sincerely, yep. it, long, short, whatever it is. Um, yeah. The support is priceless. And uh, like she said, so many different ways to reach us, whichever your preference is. And um, we, we do try to check them each, at least I try to check them each daily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, reach out, man. We're here. We're here to hear you. And um, and like you see, we're taking your suggestions at heart. So yeah, so keep yeah. keep in touch. Keep Keep, li- keep yeah. tuning in, but keep letting us know as well and keep yes. giving us feedback and yeah, because we, yeah. we just love it. We just love it. Yeah. So without further ado, shall we discuss series six, episode 18, the season finale, Glamorous Life. Let's do it. This is where we need okay. more like, <laughs> I know. like, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll get the electronic drum kit down next yes. week and do it. We'll, we'll I my air drumming though. skills were yeah, they're, <laughs> they're pretty good I'm just gonna say it was your air drumming was fantastic the Thank one you. thing I'll say about it is it doesn't translate when it this is a, an auditory medium yeah, I I, <laughs> I agree you you get the lucky um you know to see me you're, you're I get the visual ones. you do I get the visual which yeah. was I'm just gonna tell you guys it was fan bloody tastic <laughs> she was in time, it was flamboyant. I was in it, man. I was all like, like, like you, Merle Danger all, says, I was all in. All yeah. the way in. All, all the way, way in. in. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait to talk about Merle Danger. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Air date, 19th of the 5th, 2023. The writer was Zoanne Clack. Um, technically, she's been the head writer of Station 19 since August 22. But we haven't had an episode penned by her yet. And I think I mentioned last week, she's got 22 writing credits Mm -hmm. um, for Grey's Anatomy, Mm -hmm. spanning from season two to season 18. And she has written two episodes, which include our favorite Italian, Giacomo Giannotti. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, (laughs) That include um, Karina. So she wrote... (laughs) Actually, she... She wrote one of my favorite Karina scenes. I don't know if you've seen this, Tiffany. If not, I'm going to send you a link to it. Is it Grey's? Um, when we're done on Grey's, yeah. Um, she wrote episode 1410, which Grey's fans will know as, per- as personal Jesus. And Karina is asked by Richard Webber to help a young boy, like a teenage, I think he's a teenager, I think he's about 16 or so. He has um what's a delicate way of putting it a blockage oh okay he has a block Mm -hmm. and uh Weber decides that Karina is the best person to encourage this boy to clear the blockage yeah have you seen this episode no I haven't okay I am texting you a link to this scene it's absolutely brilliant Jobs are good, and uh, he grabs a pillow, puts it over his lap, and sends her out of the room. It's classic Karina. So, Zoran Black. Okay. I'm just going to oh, say if she came yeah. up to you with that problem, how long would it take you to be like, oh, yeah, yep, yep, got it, good? I'm well, just we, know that, we know that my love is pure, or it was. <laughs> We'd have an issue if she said maybe. <laughs> um, but, Too um, funny. But my my love was pure. Um, I'm not but saying yeah, so, it wasn't. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Zoran Black wrote that episode and she also wrote Series 16, Episode 18, which is the one where Andrea slash Andrew spots a trauma bond between a oh, child yeah, yeah. trafficker and a victim. Yep. Um, and that is ultimately what ends to Andrea's demise, as we know. But Karina had a, a small but very powerful role in that episode i haven't seen that one i've only seen pictures of it like of her standing there and things like that but i've never seen the dialogue i'll ping you a link to to the scene because it's really really powerful and i think that's probably one of the first times that we see stefania exercise her dramatic acting chops because it's a very emotive scene so zoan black knows stefania's worth 
she's done comedy and tragedy for her on Grey's. So for Marina fans, we can only hope that spells good things. Then it was directed by the notorious SKB, who has opened this season and closed this season, gave us Home Wrecking Pam with her arm up a vending machine and gave us the maybe that made my love impure and made me a bit sweaty. Had gay men and straight women all over the globe questioning. So we know SKB's worth and I'll move <laughs> swiftly on. <laughs> so She's like, and we're through. Like, it's like, that was like when you're at a haunted house and like you walk in and you know that this section has, you're pretty sure there's something that's going to pop out at you there. So you uh-huh. just like rush through it really, really fast. So you get through it and then it's like, okay, done. I can breathe now. That's what that reminded me of. You're like, and moving on. Yeah, because now I can go back to not sweating and my love being pure again. Sure, yeah, good. I just don't need reminding of the, yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you, thanks. (laughs) Um, So uh, this one, I think my notes, I've kind of broken from our usual block one, block two, block three. And I've just basically split it into pre-incident, and then incident and post-incident. Mine so, is like interactions, like interactions okay. among the cast. Well, so it looks like we sort of meet in the middle then, because what yeah. I've done for the pre-incident is I've broken it down by either character or couple. Sure. So, Like mine says, so, Theo plus Vic equals douchebag. There you go. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine's a slightly more wordy version of that when we get to Vic and Theo. But yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I got you. I sort of went from what I thought was the least meaty to most mm. meaty. Okay. So, I mean, I started with Travis and pre-incident, all I could find to say was that he arrived with Eli. Yeah. <laughs> so they're a couple now. That's noted, especially when they did the group pictures. We we yeah. saw that clearly, right? Having a little snog. Yeah, out yeah. you know, out in public, letting everybody know you're together. So Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And Travis didn't really get much pre incident mm-hmm. other than a couple mm-hmm. of funny interactions with Vic that didn't yeah. get us anywhere or do anything. So really all I've got for Travis is he's with Eli now. Yep, yeah, I agree. He has if are, are we just talking about the beginning or for the whole episode? Just for the beginning, just for Got like it. pre-incident, pre-incident, pre-incident. Okay, yep. Then so I agree with that. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, ben and Miranda, they're on borrowed time because they're heading out to Boston for the Catherine Fox Awards. Yeah. Um, they have a very funny encounter with Kitty, who still doesn't remember Ben, um, and tries. To- She's so funny. She's so funny. Um, she tries to dissuade them from bidding on a holiday to a Tuscan villa. So Ben bids on it and says that maybe she'll remember his name now. And uh, Miranda is very keen to get Ben his award so that they can get to Boston. Mm-hmm. So when things are held up by a minor incident in the kitchen, she takes it upon herself to expedite matters takes the mic and then makes a very beautiful speech about Ben, um, not only being a brave firefighter, but also a loving family man and a great gumbo chef. Noted. And pre-incident, that's basically Ben and Miranda's bit. But, I mean, I know that your notes and my notes on Miranda Bailey semi-match. So I've said, Chandra Wilson, colon, never a waste of screen time. And you have said... Dr. Miranda Bailey, drop the mic. There you go. Because she is just tremendous. Like Chandra Wilson, just let her read the phone book. I'll watch her read the phone book. Seriously, can do so much with facial expressions, eye contact, whatever. Love, 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 love her. And always so excited. with... Her yes. standoff with Kitty Dixon over the microphone was and the funniest she, thing she I've seen in my life. Did you notice she didn't say a word? Zero words. She baileyed her. She did. <laughs> Poor Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so th- there wasn't a great deal of meat on the bones for Ben and Miranda, sure. but I'm hoping that 
um, it seemed like when Ben got the award that maybe he's in accepting the award, maybe he's starting to accept what happened with losing Taylor. Yeah. I, and Milo's yeah. sort of disappointment in him. And I'm hoping that it's not going to be draw a line under it and move on, but I'm hoping that in accepting the award, he can accept what's happened and start to move on. Yeah. And I think that he kind of received some of that from the the firefighters like I think they recognized how he was feeling where he was at and stood up and supported him in the way that they knew how when um, he got choked up yeah uh, yeah doing the speech and they so, just they gave him a standing ovation yeah and Sullivan Vic was, was like, like yeah Ben yeah, and yeah yeah, yeah yeah and I just feel like that that was the way that that was what he needed to know yeah. that hey kind of we've all been there and it's okay you know and yeah. so I agree I hope it doesn't you know, rise back up, but that he's cool now. And I loved, I loved, um, Chandra Wilson, just like, like, even the way she was like, well, I'm about to eat this bread. And, you know, oh my God, it, her relationship was, with that bread yeah. was so special. <laughs> and, you know, once she saw the award, well, we, we are to be, I don't remember the word, oogled upon or something. Yeah, we, with how they, yeah, look like, at me in this dress. Look yeah. at you in that tux. Yeah. We deserve to be ogled. People should ogled, be ogling yes. us. We yes. deserve to be ogled. Yeah. It was just, she just killed every line, every scene. Like you, we yeah. talked about the eye contact with yeah. Kitty. I was just all over her. Loved, loved, loved yeah. her. And, and the little snarky comments like, how did everyone else get out? Yeah, of like, and then, right. You know, and when the new union president was giving his speech, yeah. she was like, oh, now I see why everyone else skipped this, you know? Yeah. And she's just, yeah. yeah. Chandra Wilson is just so good at everything. Yeah. She, she either breaks your heart or she gives you enormous belly laughs. Mm-hmm. Whenever she's on the screen, something exciting is going to happen, I think. Yeah. It's just always a pleasure to watch her work. So, yeah, although there wasn't a great deal of meat on the bones, she just stole every scene, I think, that she was in. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's just yeah. a scene stealer. So She did. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just get excited when I see that she's going to be, you know, that she's guest starring. And uh, yeah, they, they can yeah. keep bringing her on because... Lo- oh, they it. have to. Yeah, 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 they have to. So, uh, shall we speak about Jack? Have you got anything? Like, did we did we covered off Ben? Didn't we? Yes, we covered Ben. Um, Jack for pre-incident. Well, he's inexplicably turned up with Powell as his date. Totally disappointed. I mean, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? I'm kind of protective over Jack right now. Because he's worked yeah. so hard to get where he is and he's becoming a stand-up guy. And you're going to show yeah. up with her? Come on. Yeah, it is inexplicable. She does what she appears to do best. <laughs> She's basically ignoring him. He's opening up his heart, mm-hmm. telling her all about his foster sister. And mm-hmm. she, yeah, is ignoring him and then bins him to go off and mingle with her buddies. Sort of leaving Jack on his tod. But Jack being Jack, he finds a heavily pregnant waitress who trips on an uneven floor foreshadowing 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 yeah. uh, and then he spends the rest of the evening either alone or checking in on this heavily pregnant waitress um yeah. what i did love she discloses that she's putting the baby up for adoption and jack is just so sweet and supportive yeah but that's just so it's just kind of keeps feeding into the new improved it's jack fresh, you know yeah. interactions like that yeah kitty tracks him and his strong arms down um at the bar <laughs> And asks him if he'll go and investigate a funny smell coming from the kitchen. She thinks it smells like burning wires. He finds smoke pouring from the walls in the kitchen. Andy, the new union president, and the chief all go with him Excuse to the me. kitchen. And that's yeah, that's Captain Andy Herrera. Oh, well, we're not there yet. I, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's but all right. Don't edit me out. I'm not going to edit you out. I'm going to 100% leave that in. Okay. And, and, I'll, and I'll self-correct. How's that? Captain Herrera, Chief Ross, and President What's-His-Gob of the uh, Union. Loved uh, it. Thank you. Join Jack <laughs> in the kitchen. And they think that there, there could well be fire in the walls due to the age of the building. Uh-huh. And it not being up to snuff. They give some technical reasons. I wasn't sufficiently interested to take note of what those were. Yeah, I agree. Um, but they think it's small. They think it's contained. So Jack returns to the party and 
the pregnant woman he's been helping all night finally admits that she's in labor. So Jack says that he will take her to the hospital, goes to get his car keys and finds Theo and Powell in a compromising position, which again, we will, we will go into further down the pike. Um, that was very American of me saying down the pike. You impressed? This is very hard holding feelings in. I know, but it's good practice. Just good telling practice. you. I know. I can tell, I can see your face. I can see your face. They can't. Can. It's rough. But what would you, what would you like to know? <laughs> um, do we have anything to say about young Jackie boy pre-incident other than just he is that I'm everyone's protector? Yeah, I'm. I'm proud of him for all the work that he's put in. And um, he he clearly showed during this episode that, you know, just how much work he's put in. He's he's a completely he's trying to be this stand up guy. Um, I loved the you know, how he was helping her and and that she just happened to be putting the baby up for adoption. And um, I just I hated seeing him walking behind Powell like a puppy dog because it reminded me of uh, maybe season two maybe I don't remember but when he was like to Diane why do I go after women who can't love me back I felt like it was just Mm -hmm. that same situation all over again and I'm not happy what happened with Theo and Vic like you said we'll get to that however I'm happy that it happened to cut him off from Kate and not get him to go down that road because I just want to see him happy yeah did I do okay I think you did great. Okay. You're doing very well to keep a lid on that rage. Yes. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And I think to try and um, change your headspace a little bit, I think it's time that we discuss Captain Andrea Herrera. Let's do it. Okay. So she discovers from Eli that Robo Lossman is not considering keeping on Chief Ross as ch- as Chief Ross. And so she starts campaigning in the room and starts with Mayor Osman himself and tells him that he was elected because the people want something different and the chief is different. For those of you who are not privy to Tiffany's facial expressions right now, I haven't helped the situation. She's now chewing wasps at the treatment of our Lord and Saviour, Chief Ross. It's okay, breathe. It's okay. We went from one to another. Sorry. I forgot that was going to be included in the timeline for Andy. So, so did I, to be perfectly honest. Or I wouldn't have gone there. You did that All on right. purpose. I swear, I swear down I did not. I'd forgotten to. And as soon as I saw it on my notes, I realized that I'd made a... We can use the word my, my 18-month-old said this morning all on his own. Shucks. Shucks. That is so cute. He went to grab his drink and it was empty. He looked at me. He goes, shucks. That's far more polite than one 18-month-old of mine would likely say if I had one. <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it so we can move on from it. Okay. So um, Andy appeals to Osman and says he was elected because people wanted something different. The chief is different. And Eli offers to talk to him on Andy's behalf because he reluctantly concedes and says that maybe he does owe a one so uh, if he does this they'll be even and he says that he likes uh, Andy's passion and that she looks good just saying and that she looks and yes he does say that she looks good just and saying. she says I know which she did so <laughs> yeah um the chief then finds Andy and tells her that she should stop all the campaigning because it's going to look suspicious when folk find out that she's making Andy captain. We're both having a little dance party in our respective uh, recording rooms. We are. Andy then does the right thing and goes and tells Theo, because, you know, it's best that he hears it from her, right? But he takes it exceptionally badly. Are we really surprised? No. But he basically says Andy only got the job because she fought for the chief and the chief plays favourites, and he calls her chief quid pro quo, and then says to Andy, well played, and then walks off. Can you 
believe that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I know I I'm can. supposed to wait. Just... No, 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 it's fine because that's basically it. We see Andy take her captaincy for a spin as the episode unfolds, but that was that was basically it. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I can believe it because Theo has just been getting worse and worse and worse and worse. There's been no let up with this guy. Yeah. And it seems like it started with Vic, but in the recent weeks, he's kind of started taking stuff out on Andy as well. So I'm really not surprised at all. No. I mean, are you? <laughs> I I just, I honestly couldn't believe that he had the audacity to act like she had no talent, that she didn't get it for any other reasons then basically what he said was brown nosing Chief yeah. Ross. Yeah, Ross giving her a quid pro quo. Yeah, the audacity of that, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, see, I could because I think he's now got this sense of entitlement and I don't think he, he's so kind of arrogant now that I don't think he could see it going another way. And I don't think it's acceptable to him, like the explanation to him is going to be acceptable that she just is better than him and yeah. more, more suited to the job than him. I just don't think that that's going to be yeah. acceptable for him. He's just, to me, he just, when he did that, he went to a whole nother level of douchebag. Yeah. Like the, it, it, it took me like, wait, what did he really, did he really? We saw him hinting at that last week, didn't we? Was it last week? I think it was last week when Andy said, I'm not just going to hand it to you. And he right, was like, right. no, no, I would expect you to. But by the way, I've done a lot to clean this place up, which yes. is a job you yes. wouldn't take. We saw it coming, I think. And I think that that side of him has been escalating. So I'm I'm not overly surprised. I, I guess I was. I guess I was a little bit shocked that he went there. Like, you yeah. know. You think that there's like a cutoff level, you know, like you can't get any worse kind of type well, thing. I find with individuals like that, that there is no cutoff. They just get worse and worse and worse. Seriously. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah. Because, because later on he proves it even more. I'm sure you're getting to. Yep. With yeah. Uh, Vic. So. Yeah. But I mean, we got what we saw coming a mile off. Well, certainly I saw it coming a mile off. I think our first ever episode, or maybe the second one we did, I said Andy's going to be captain. We, the audience, are being groomed to see Andy as the next captain because we'd had it from all angles, haven't we? We'd had Eli saying, well, you're the true leader. And we'd seen her sort of trying to guide people emotionally through things, you know, and that's before we had things like the mutiny and her taking point at the car wash. So I think we all knew that Andy becoming captain was inevitable, but it was nice just to just to hear it and have it come to fruition, I think. I agree, 100%. Um, yeah. I've been wanting Andy to be captain forever. I don't know. It's, I'm not saying I necessarily believe she was ready. I just wanted to see her as captain, and I was not convinced that we would ever see it, or when we did see it, it would be towards the on, end I was, I was on an accident and of the season. You. Yeah. Um, or I mean, sorry, the end of the like the show as a whole, the end right. of the series. Yeah. And um, when I heard her say, "Captain, like you're the new," ca- oh god, it was like a celebratory. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, like that's right." You know, I was so excited. <laughs> and um, and then just to see like no really big celebration, nobody really, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. really hurt me for her. Um, I loved Vic where Vic was for her. Yeah. I guess Maya, I don't really know if we saw Maya find out. Um, no, I don't think Maya even yeah. knows. She didn't actually. Yeah. And then seeing Jack, you know, Jack was he was good. Yeah. But everybody else was kinda like, eh. And that really kinda that bothered me. Yeah. So. I can see why. But I don't think I don't think Andy's the kind of person that needs fanfare. No, I don't either. It's just, you know, people um, deserve their flowers. Yeah, right? but I think, yeah I, yeah, I agree. But I think Sullivan did the best that Sullivan could do. And I, Sullivan. Um, well, well he, he put his arm around her. He gave her a hug, you know. No, he, um, he did surprise me there for that. But I'm talking yeah. about the rest of the episode. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. 
You're making this one really hard. Oh, by making you go over what happened again? <laughs> no, by making me hold stuff in. I know. Until we get to the bullet point on the piece of paper. I know, but we got to try. Now I have try. to eat an orange. Now I'm stress eating. <laughs> stress eating the orange. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are, there are worse things you could be stress eating though. You get that vitamin C in you. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Would you like to say anything else about Captain Herrera before we move All on? All I'm going to say is, oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait to see The only thing that action. made me sad was, yeah, was that it's the end of the season. We did get to see her in action in heels, by the way, rocking it out in a ballroom <laughs> dress. Let's just make it pointed. Um, and I can't wait to see more, man. I'm pumped. Super pumped. Good well, decision, I'm glad writers. That you're, I'm glad that you're pumped. I'm glad that you're pumped. Yes. Okay. Maya and Karina. So they are getting ready to go to said ball. Karina doesn't have an appropriate outfit because she wasn't sure that she would be Maya's plus one. She emerges mm -hmm. from their closet, I guess, in the most hideous bridesmaid's dress known to man. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It looked like an early 90s tablecloth. <laughs> That's actually true. I have seen doilies more attractive than that dress. It was okay, hideous. I just want to say that from... For at least maybe 22 years of my life, um, Little House on the Prairie was my favorite show. I have the whole series on DVD. I've met some of the cast, and so I love that show. <laughs> Just admitting that to the world. I could sing you the theme song right now if you wanted me to. Just I mean, if you feel moved to do so, I won't stop you. <laughs> All right, and you should know that is 100% staying in. I'm not editing that And if you don't believe me, go Google it and put it side by side to the show. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, I think this is where you and I differ because that was your favorite show. My favorite show was uh, Xena Warrior Princess, um, <laughs> <laughs> followed by Friends, followed by The West Wing. Um, I've never seen an episode of Little House on the Prairie. And if Karina's dress is anything to go by, it's not something that I'm going to run out and buy the box set off. <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying I can bring the DVDs to watch when I come visit you if you'd like. Oh, but that's really sweet. But here's the thing is that your DVD is going to be region one and my DVD player is region two. So that's really sweet, but we'll probably find You're lucky. fun stuff to do. You're lucky. Thank you. <laughs> Maya, rightly in my opinion, says that that dress is unacceptable. <laughs> and there were hats. <laughs> there were hats. There were hats. They settle on Karina's wedding outfit as the appropriate outfit to wear. And Maya begins to extricate Karina from the Laura Ingalls Wilder hellscape frock. Temptation gets the better of them. And as Julia astutely pointed out when she saw the look on Maya's face, as soon as she even started to unzip that dress, oh, they're going to be really late for that party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw it right away. And, and it's sad because... What I got from it was, how the heck can she have a twisted bra strap and not turn it? That did my head in. It's so uncomfortable as well. Just someone it put is. it right. Like you would notice right away and, and fix it. Just Maya so. should have fixed it for her. That's what loving couples do. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she probably <laughs> wasn't planning on it staying on for very much longer. But anyway. Right. But I just don't know how Karina... Um, tolerated that as long it's as so she did. You see, I'm stress eating an orange. You see this? <laughs> I do see that. You're giving that pith hell. It's got a lot of the. I don't like. Um, what, what, do you, what do you call it? Pith. I don't like um, pulp. So I pull the stuff off. Yeah, the white stuff. This orange is also probably like if you don't eat it today, it's going to be done. It's kind of old. <laughs> um, so. Is there any juice left in it? Yeah. Right, no, 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 it's not like that. You open it, it's like bone dry. You're like, yeah. dang it. No. <laughs> um, 
But later we see Mai and Karina in bed. They are discussing babies. Karina wants three. Uh, Maya rightly says that is a firm no because they outnumber you. They do. I know two couples, each with three kids. Their life is hell. (laughs) As soon as they outnumber you, you are screwed. Noted. Do uh, not have three. Do not have three. And then Karina confesses that she's been researching IVF doctors and she's narrowed it down to two. And Maya needs no further information. She tells her to go book an appointment. Which is such a like positive thing for us because she would not do that, right? No. Um, and so it just made me really happy to know that that's where they're at. Yeah. Really, really happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Karina briefly tries to rally her and Maya out of bed, particularly when she discovers that there's going to be food there. But they are definitely going to be extremely late for that party because Maya asks for one more kiss. And so, yeah, they're they're not getting to that party anytime soon. Karina is going hungry. They eventually do arrive in time to say hi bye to Ben and Miranda and to find out much to Karina's chagrin that there is no food due to the incident in the kitchen. And for the second time that evening, Maya and Karina are headed straight for dessert. (laughs) You know what my thought was? Go on. How could they not like order them pizza or something like come yeah. on like make up for it somehow well kitty dixon's in charge that may go some way as <laughs> to explaining that soon. come on i would have been like you can't order pizza there's a pizza down the street or something i mean these are you're supposed to be honoring people who save lives and you're like we'll give you dessert yeah well you know kitty dixon all over but better be good dessert <laughs> i know <laughs> so i mean my first thought was that a decision has been made to keep that dress. Okay. A decision has been made to keep that dress. She's brought that from wherever she was living previously. She did. To Maya's apartment. And the, the way that she described Little House on the Prairie as that American TV show mm-hmm. suggests to me that the friend to whom she refers is in Italy. Mm-hmm. So... So not only has a decision been made to bring that dress from wherever she was living in Seattle right. to Maya's apartment, that dress has been brought from Italy. That has traveled an ocean. I Why? think she likes it. Jesus. She secretly likes it. You know what? She needs like a pointy hat, like a conical hat and a wand. And she can be a fairy godmother in that dress. I do not disagree with that. Pick your poison, be it the Wizard of Oz, Cinderella, conical hat, wand. That's all she needs. It was just terrible. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I cannot disagree with that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I feel feel like you, if I were there, I'd pat you on the shoulder. Thanks. It's okay. But I'll tell you what, (laughs) that dress has helped me get over the maybe moment. I'll tell you that for nothing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was like, yeah. (laughs) Look, Stefania could make a bin bag look chic, but even Uh Stefania Scampinato could do nothing for that dress. Like, I was that offended by the dress. I was that offended by the dress. I can't. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Thank you. But anyway. Just can't do it. No. But I'll I'll leave it be. That was the only thing that really upset me. But Maya and Karina are back to where they were pre-Maya losing her captaincy. In fact, they're better than that. They're in a good place. They're back to trying for a baby. And we could only have dreamed, couldn't we, that the season would close like this after the roof scene at the end of 6.01 and then Maya sending Karina out of her hospital room at the end of oh 6.07 the first episode of the season and then the first episode of the second part of the season both just caned us as far as kind of Karina were concerned and so we could literally only hope pray and dream that this is where we would find ourselves at the end of the season yeah but this is where we find ourselves so it's all good i cannot finish this orange (laughs) it's it's, it's terrible (laughs) I was making it work because of my stress level, but it's terrible. It's been a struggle watching you, to be honest. 
I was all in, but then, you know, just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I've been putting it in this bucket. <laughs> oh my God. There's like little pieces that I can't do it. <laughs> I'm in, we're in rare form today. <laughs> I know, right? Must be because it's the finale. Some sort of delirium, I think. Yeah, I've been up for, God, now 12 hours. This is my God knows what number can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, bless you. And here we go. And here we go. So what I should have done, really, is I yeah. should have done what we usually do, which is close with Maya and Karina because they're always a pretty nice palate cleanse. But because I tried to do it in order of meatiness, um, uh, I've kind of stuck them in the middle and I'm, I'm going to upset you now. So I just want you to mentally prepare yourself, as I say, Vic and Theo. Right, are we centred? Are we ready to go? I might pull the half dry overdue orange out of the bucket and try to eat it again. <laughs> but we could just pause and you could go and get like a Snickers or something. Well, like a yeah. stiff drink. It's, t- it's 10 p.m. here. So you could just go get yourself a stiff drink. I won't judge you. Yeah. If I weren't the sole one watching my kid, I might do that. And then this would really be a rare form um, episode <laughs> because the I probably have a drink once a year. So my body's very like, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> after like a sip, I'm like, woohoo. Well, um, I have to tell you, we so. serve cocktails every Friday night at our house. So, so when that's I come be a fun stay with time. you, yeah, that'll be, you're probably going to be like a record. Um, <laughs> because, well, and, you know, I had weight, I had weight loss surgery, right? And so you that's absorb, right. you absorb the, um, they actually warn you. They're like, if you were a drinker before, just know that you're going to absorb it 50% more than a regular drinker because of the way they redo your your body so right. it doesn't take much at all for for somebody like me well i'm um five feet tall and weigh about six and a half stone ringing wet which i don't know what that is in pounds i don't think i even weigh 100 pounds so you and i are a good team because i'm a massive lightweight <laughs> when it comes uh, literally to, when it comes to yeah, yeah. but uh yeah so uh, it might be a very drunken podcast that we do together when you're over here. <laughs> oh my God, that's going to be like all of a sudden our our number of listeners is going to go ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> two, two, two drunk ladies. Talking about Station 19. <laughs> yeah. So have we girded our loins? Are we ready to uh, dive into the absolute shitstorm, excuse my language, that is Vic and Theo? Okay, talk about thick. All right. It starts out well. Vic and Andy have turned up together. Vic is sporting a very beautiful shortcut. That haircut really suits her. I liked that. Theo has turned up late because he went to pick Vic up and she forgot to tell him that she wouldn't be there. She would be at Andy's. Whoops! But he attacks her immediately, um, says it doesn't look good for the captain to arrive late And I was actually really pleased that Vic popped back and said, you know what, talking about yourself in the third person is a little bit power trippy. So that's one thing that I have really appreciated about Vic is in the past few episodes, she hasn't like taken any crap from him. She has been popping back. And um, that was no exception. What is that? It's a chocolate bar. I'm going to go find positive stress food. Is this enough snacks? Is that okay? Are you judging me? <laughs> There's never enough snacks. Or as my mom says in the germ, snacks. Snacks. Divi, do we have snacks? <laughs> was that, was so that right? I, it's so cute that she has, yeah, yeah it's so cute that she has such a, because how long has your mom lived in the uh, States? 28 years. She, she sounds so German. I, so I don't, I don't hear it. I don't no. hear it at all. To me, she sounds like me. But sometimes when she gets really, 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 really nervous, it'll come out. And that's how I know what it sounds like. But people like you that she talks to for the first time are like, oh, my God, your mom has an accent. And I'm like, huh? I know that it's probably bad manners. You probably shouldn't say that people's accents are cute. But I just think it's lovely. It is. I find it completely endearing. My missus has basically no accent at all. 
Oh, okay. She sounds very middle-class English now. There's like a hint of something. People often mistake her as being South African or something. but she Oh, really? Been, yeah, because there's a very slight twang of something. But she's been here 15 years, I think. And so she has like zero accent left, basically. And she just sounds like and she's from the English South. Person. Yeah, the South, right? Yeah. And so their accents are different from where my mom is from to the South yeah. as well. Yeah, and so, they have yeah. like completely different dialect as well. Like, they do. It took me forever to understand that when her grandmother was saying "sfall," she meant "sfai." She was saying two, and like oh, the tool. way that they yeah, say genau. Ich habe das yeah. Auch gehört. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Genau, yeah. My, and then, oh, sorry. I've heard that before too. My mom sometimes yeah. will say "tsvol," sometimes. Yeah, it's and um, the way that they say "fork" is different. They call it a gobble instead of like. Oh, uh, yeah. It, like, and then she wonders why I don't speak any German. It's because you don't speak German; you speak Bavarian, so I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I digress. Yes, your mum has an adorable accent, and, and I found chocolate. You found chocolate, so. What were we talking about? Yes, we were talking about Vic and Theo. Vic. So she has a pop, tells him that he's power trippy, but then immediately calms things down, says, look, can we start again? Gives him a kiss and moves on. Because that's Vic, because she's a peacekeeper and mm-hmm. she's trying to do the right thing. She announces Andy's captaincy when she finds out to Ben et al. at the table. Um, she's the one that makes the announcement because she's happy for Andy and Theo immediately storms off and Vic goes after him and she tries to talk to him and again he just attacks her and I think it's appropriate at this point to use the word gaslighting. I've been a little bit reluctant because I wonder if these terms are overused lately maybe I don't know but maybe they're overused maybe some people consider them to be overused Maybe we're just more aware of gaslighting and bullying and stuff now. And so we call it out more. But I've been a little bit reluctant to use those terms describing Theo's behavior. But at this point, the way the conversation goes, personally, I think that gaslighting is the appropriate term for what he does. Because he says to her, oh, why is it that I'm always the bad guy? Well, maybe, Theo, because you're being a bad guy. <laughs> yep. Hmm, that's- that yeah and then he puts words in her mouth and says oh so basically now you're admitting that you thought i never deserved captain when she points out that he probably would never have made captain if she hadn't turned the truck around and taken it back to tomas's shop so again which is like, true yeah so again there's that gaslighting element oh so now oh so now you're admitting that you never thought that i was which is not what she said at all Powell walks in on the fight and pretends she was going to the loo. But for me, I think she was looking for Theo so that she could go and console him. So I don't think that she was going to the loo at all. And Theo just cannot separate Vic being happy for Andy and her not being there for him. It's like a zero-sum game for him. Either you're with me or you're with her. Like, it can't be both. Yep, I agree. And then she finally calls him out on everything and then highlights for him exactly why Andy made captain over him, which is that as captain, he micromanages everything. He's paranoid and he's competitive with Andy and it's driving everyone nuts. So he, he's had a, a like a little truth bomb dropped on him there. It's not because chief quid pro quo has a thing with that for Andy. It's because he's really not very good at the job. <laughs> And then she says that these qualities in him make being with him a chore for her. Then there's further gaslighting because he says, well, you walk away from every conversation all of the time and that she loves that he's as bad at being captain as he is at everything else in her eyes and that she loves that everyone agrees with her even more. And goody for her, everyone agrees that he's a crap captain because it means that she gets to be right again and she loves so much to be right. So he's just, you know, a bit of a twat. I'll have to quack that out. That's a swear word over here. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think they were having the same conversation. I I felt like it was two people having different conversations. They were having entirely different conversations because he's got himself to the point 
that he is just failing to understand. He literally is just hearing what he wants to hear. He's got his point of view and he's not moving from it whatsoever. Right, right. And there's absolutely no persuading him of anything. He just doesn't hear anything that she says anymore. And she asks him if it's a breakup. And he says, well, do you want it to be? And she says, well, I don't know, but I am over all of this, meaning their fights. Mm-hmm. So he just goes, fine. Yep. And walks away. Yep. Didn't I not, mean, no care at all. No, literally, like, it's almost like that's what he was angling for. Yep. But again, I guess that he would be the bad guy if he broke up with her. But now that he can say that she's broken up with him because she said that she was tired of it all. So she's yep. the one, right? It's more of that again. Even though when she said that, she left it waiting for more conversation. Yeah. He's the one that was like, yeah. okay. She said, I don't know, but this particular yeah. yep. thing between us needs to stop. But he just kind of took that as a good, we're done, ciao. Mm-hmm. I'm off. Yeah, so like so. my mom said, so Kate could fall on his extension cord. <laughs> That's what my mom said happened. Well, oh God. (laughs) I'll decide later whether to leave this in or edit it out. But we had a fire drill um, some years ago at one of my places of work. And my best friend who I worked with at the time, like the toaster caught fire. And so the fire brigade came out and she walked over to one of the firefighters and asked him if she could slide down his pole. She actually said that to him? Fully said it to him. That's bold. She was like, can I come back to your station and uh, slide down your pulser? And um, she is not uh, difficult on the eyes, is, uh-huh. is my mate. And you have never seen an individual's face go from pasty Englishman mm-hmm. to radish mm-hmm. quite as quickly as he did. And he fully forgot how to speak English. <laughs> it was just like, so I, I quickly apologized for her and removed her from the <laughs> from the barricade. That's hilarious. I don't think you should edit that out. I love her dearly. <clears throat> um, yeah, that, that's hilarious. Stuff like that's just a weekly occurrence uh, when I'm around her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. But uh, fall on his extension cord is also an acceptable term, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but Vic, I was actually quite heartened when she goes back to the table and confides in Travis and Sullivan about it, that she mm-hmm. says that she's relieved. Right. Um, so I, I did take heart in that, that she just feels better now that it's over. And Theo, um, as you just pointed out, takes, well, I've put in my notes that he takes comfort in Powell. Because I was trying to be polite, but... I've... Way too generous. Way too generous. But she, I mean, she tells him what he wants to hear, basically. Yep. She, which and, is that... and some of the stuff she says, Vic has said. Yeah, but... He just refuses to hear it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But she tells him that he had great command of 19. <laughs> oh, please. That... I know. And that he Sorry. deserved the captaincy. And then Jack finds Powell... Fully straddling Theo, and they are making his extension cord. Yes, they are making obnoxiously loud kissing noises uh, in the coach room. So, I mean, obviously, I'm happy that they're over. I said last week, if Pal wants him, she can have him, and have him, she is doing. So, yep. take him then. What I find sad though is that they were the archetypal perfect couple before, and Theo was so sweet, sweet and kind. And when I think back. I I always think back to the abortion episode and he'd read all the books and we still don't really know what Theo's take on the abortion was because Vic didn't ask him. She just went ahead and did it. And he did say to her one time, you you don't even know how I feel about this, but his, but his actions said, it doesn't matter how I feel about this. This is her body and her decision. And I'm just going to stand by her. And it seemed when someone says, you didn't even ask me, you don't even know what my feelings are, that kind of said to me that he perhaps would have quite liked to have kept the baby. Like right. maybe there was a part of him right. that would have liked to. His feelings but, were different, yeah. Yeah, but he completely ignored all of that and he 
had the emotional intelligence and the sweetness and the kindness and the goodness of heart to realize this is going to affect her significantly more than it's Mm -hmm. going to affect me. This is her body. This is her decision. And so whether he was in agreement that the baby should go or it was, it wasn't a baby, it was a fetus, but whether or not his feelings were in agreement with that decision, intellectually, he was in agreement with any decision that she wanted to make. And the way he took care of her and he'd got her favorite chocolate and he had read the books and then he'd made a fool of himself singing outside of the door and just the way that he took care of her. That's Theo. And I remember one of our first podcasts that we did, he got really angry over something. And I said, when Theo is storming around shirtless and mad, you know that something's gone horribly wrong because he's just such a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the man that was speaking to her in that bar and compare him to the man that accompanied her to the hospital to get that abortion they're Mm. not the same human and it makes me so sad because he is an entirely different person now and although we know that the catalyst for that was the fires that were happening in his old neighborhood we've really only scratched the surface of that we don't really know why it's affected him so badly and why he's had this 180 in his personality. And I really hope that they go into that more next season because otherwise it's just a complete and utter mystery as to why Theo is not the man he was this time last year. Yeah, and I think, you know, the more we've been talking about these episodes and and getting so deep into them as we have, I think Maya is not the only one that's had mental health crises, you know, mental health crises can look different with every person. Yours can look completely different than mine. And I think other people's were kind of overshadowed just because we, we were all so, um, you know, deep into Maya's and, and so overtaken by hers that I think we maybe missed subtle hints of other people's mental health crisis. I know we talked about like, Oh, Theo's not okay, but we didn't realize he was having a mental health crisis that wasn't. But also, I don't think that's our fault because Maya's mental health crisis was very obvious. It was, and it was huge. And the wife had to 5150 her. Right. Um, And also then we saw her work through it with Mm -hmm. Diane, Dr. Lewis. We need Dr. Lewis back. Um, There wasn't enough Dr. Lewis this year. Anyway, I digress. And Quite obviously, <laughs> quite obviously, Beckett's mental health crisis was front and center for us all to see because, right. you know, his alcoholism was shown constantly, him going to the bottle, sure. going to the bottle, going to the bottle. And then obviously leading up to his contemplating suicide. So, Which, why did we, I'm sorry, I just have to say no, this. No, no, go for it. Totally devastated we didn't have even like a 20 second clip with Vic, like, hey... Are you okay after what happened with Beckett? Just like a mental health check-in with her. I was so bummed that that was just ignored this episode. Yeah, but I can see why as well. Because how you shoehorn that in, like with the, with the with the ball and stuff, I can see why. But um, but maybe maybe hopefully the first episode of next season maybe we'll get something like that like how is everyone now the, the dust no it's going to be 24 house. years down the road and the kids are <laughs> going to be in college and yeah <laughs> Maya will be chief Andy will be battalion chief because Maya's yep. gone into Maya mm-hmm. mode at some point and, yep. and outranked Andy <laughs> so yep. Sullivan will still be refusing to retire yep <laughs> Try, trying I'm, to... I'm just saying oh dear <laughs> But yeah, so I, so I don't think that we can be blamed for overlooking no. a potential mental health crisis because one hasn't been signposted for us. So I don't know whether in their heads he's having a mental health crisis or if he's just snapped something in him, just, I don't know, just had a change of heart. I don't know. And something that I just thought about when we were talking about his reaction to Andy and him kind of not acknowledging that she's just better at the job than him he keeps making digs about Vic's training and do you think that part of 
his angst towards Vic is that he's resentful of her because she's outgrowing him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, as you see, I'm snacking and I just put food in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I do think he feels intimidated by her because of the fact of what she's doing. You know, sometimes men can get intimidated of women when they either start making more money than them or they go to college and get a higher degree. You know what I mean? Sometimes they feel like, oh, is is she going to want somebody quote unquote better? Not saying they are better, but that's the view that they have. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for sure. I could totally see that happening with Theo because I think he's been insecure from the beginning. Yeah. And the fact that he was being sort of resentful of Andy. Right. Then being better at the job than him. And I wonder mm-hmm. if part of it is that he resents Vic for improving herself and that might then make him more desperate to hold on to the captaincy so that he can feel either equal or possibly even superior to her Mm -hmm. whereas now he's been demoted back down to lieutenant and Vic's career's in the ascendancy he might see that as there being like a, a power imbalance growing that he's not on the right end of as far as he's concerned that's the only other thing that I thought right Hold on, sorry, I didn't know that my husband had turned our alarm on. And I just let the dog out, and his our alarm is going off, and it's like, they text me. It. They were like, do we need to send first responders? Is this an emergency? <laughs> my four-year-old apparently canceled it. Unless he's just he cancel it. Unless he's just yeah, silenced go the alarm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look to make sure they're not still sending first responders. So that's so funny. This recording has been so funny. So much has happened. I know. Am I bothering you eating my snacks? You're not bothering me one jot. You eat your snacks. I want to make sure I wasn't like crunching in your ear because I'm eating something like no, that's like abso- chips, but that's not ab- chips. That's absolutely fine. Um, it'll be on. It'll be on the recording. But everyone knows you're stress eating, so it's all good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I'm crunching in your ear. I haven't eaten yet, and I've been up for 13 hours. I'm starving. We're also getting um, Abraham's uh, Nintendo soundtrack. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is mom life recording here, people. It's real. It's real it's life. Real. It's real. It's he, real. He wants. He wants to be close to me, and he wants to cuddle. Ab, can you turn down the Mario sound, please, a little bit on your Nintendo? Can you turn bless the volume him. down, please. Bless him. Thank you, buddy. Oh, bless his heart. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. He turned it all the way down. Give me a kiss. Oh, that's so sweet. Can I have a kiss, please? Give me a hug. I love you. <laughs> Give me a kiss. Look at that little angel. He is. I love you. <laughs> what a good lad. Okay. He is. He's a good boy. Okay. Right. Do we have anything else to say about Victoria Hughes and Theo Douchebag Ruiz? No. Grand. Join us for part two of the season six finale, Glamorous Life. <laughs>